Welcome to our episode, Middle Ground with JLE LLC, where we treat you like family. We got another great guest for you today. Oh, my bad. That's on Detroit Love for my first album, The JLE Experience. Now I'm back to my family we got on the show. We're going to have some fun, ladies and gentlemen. We have Truth and Deception Detection Expert and CEO of Accurate Body Language LLC, Jeanette Gadotti, MS, M-A-L-L-P. Welcome to the show, family. Thank you, darling. <laughs> I'm a repeat. I'm a repeat. Once was not enough. <laughs> no doubt. We got to have you on here. Now, you, 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 you wrote, well, for people that don't know, tell me a little bit about yourself. Yeah, I bust liars, okay? And I give <laughs> all of you back your superpower. You know what your superpower is? One of your superpowers is understanding body language. So I I have my Wonder Woman t-shirt on and my Wonder Woman uh, lapel pin, but everybody who knows how to detect and decode body language, that's your one of your superpowers. It's a secret weapon so that you can see what's going on, see what's going on and navigate through conversations because you're reading the body and comparing what the body says to what the words are saying. And if the body says one thing, or if the words say one thing and the body shows something else, Jeffrey, what you gonna believe? <laughs> you don't have to believe what you're seeing and what the body's showing. You don't have to believe it. Yeah. The person's a bull, yeah. yeah. Leave, leave him alone. <laughs> right. Because from head to toes, the body always shows the truth, baby. <laughs> yeah, but you know, we got a head in the clouds sometimes. We don't listen. Like, uh... <laughs> But I didn't see what I really thought I saw. They gave me that dirty look. They was having a bad day. <laughs> you know. Well, you know, today we're going to talk about something really exciting. Most of us fall in love, right, Jeffrey? Absolutely. And so your friend NetNet is going to give information about what's going on in the brain when we're in love, lust, or could be addiction. Yeah, <laughs> so. that's an interesting title for it. For this article for Brains Magazine. Well, let's yeah, right. yeah. I my last Brains Magazine article. I'm a an executive contributor to the magazine Brains Magazine. Check it out. Is um about is it love, lust, or addiction? Because in the brain, it all kind of follows the same pattern. Mm -hmm. And you know what that pattern is? What's that? Whatever we find pleasure in, we want to repeat it, and we want to repeat it. And I brought my brain today. Look at here. <laughs> <laughs> you got a brain. <laughs> I got two brains, okay? So a lot of what's happening is right here in the reward center, okay? Okay. So, so what, uh, Jeffrey, can you pull up the... The slide oh, gotcha. and, and people can see what we're talking about. It's all in the reward center and it kind of shuts down the executive thinking brain and allows the emotional brain to hijack your whole brain. <laughs> so let's see what it's going on. Okay. So see this here picture? When we are in love 
or in lust or find something pleasurable, take a look mm -hmm. at the middle of the brain. Okay. It's called the ventral tegmental pleasure reward center. It's kind of in the middle there. You see it in the middle VTA. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So when we experience pleasure, a lot goes on in here and the VTA activates and releases dopamine. Okay. So whether it's love or lust or gambling or pornography or shopping or, <laughs> or drugs or alcohol or, or petting a puppy, okay. it's all pleasure. <laughs> <laughs> right show and and so this area the vta the ventral tegmental area releases dopamine and serotonin okay and it follows through into the limbic brain and the limbic brain is very important because jeffrey mm -hmm. We need to eat, we need to drink, we need to have sex, and we need to survive. So the limbic brain is very important, and it's very primitive. So it helps uh, motivate us to do what we need to do to eat, drink, you know, have sex, and survive. Mm -hmm. But when love or lust or gambling or shopping and spending and pornography are involved, Dang, all that sounds uh, pleasurable. Even, you know, petting a puppy. Mm -hmm. Okay. So it repeats that pattern. It repeats that pattern and it motivates the individual to repeat it. And because the brain is plastic, like I showed in my model, mm -hmm. so that behavior repeats and repeats and then becomes embedded into habits and it dis it dysregulates all of the brain so the frontal brain becomes inhibited and the emotional brain in the middle of our brain mm -hmm. takes over that's why you know we've all seen friends family and perhaps even ourselves just lose our minds when we're in love lust yeah. or you know consuming substances yeah i've been there before um yeah i mean family and friends just don't understand why let's say let's say they their relative their loved one just finished you know two weeks of rehab mm -hmm. and then they get out and they just don't understand that they they continue to drink or do drugs when they just got out of rehab. Mm -hmm. Well, that's because the brain being plastic changed and organized. So now the drug seeking behavior or the alcohol seeking behavior becomes so strong that it repeats its pattern. Oh. And so the, the frontal brain, the logic brain isn't working normally. And so the middle brain is saying, got to get it, got to get it, got to have it, got to have it. And initially when we start out, it might be pleasurable, but over time, the dopamine levels and the serotonin levels and the neurotransmitter levels all go out of whack mm -hmm. that 
impulsivity turns into compulsivity and addiction when you lose the pleasure of wanting it and it becomes, oh my God, I need this substance too so I don't have the severe withdrawals. So it's very, very complicated. And once I realized that, I had greater compassion for those suffering with addictions because if you don't understand that, you're thinking, this don't even make sense. He, he, you know, risking his job, he's risking, he or she's risking his driver's license, his spouse is going to leave him and his kids are mad. (laughs) Exactly. He got a lot of problems. Right. So the brain has to heal in sobriety in order for the frontal brain, our executive brain, to get better, to rebalance, to recalibrate. So so in a nutshell, that's what it's all about. What do you think about all that? It's complicated. That, that's fascinating. That all that really goes on in the brain while we keep doing yeah. consistent behavior. Now and it's amazing because do you know somebody who fell head over heels in love with somebody or could be mm-hmm. us, right? So uh, if it, let's say if, if it were a friend and you watch that friend and like, for instance, I had a friend and she fell head over heels in love with Grant. I wrote about it. Okay. Yeah. And she was so obsessed with following him, stalking him. Oh, man. <laughs> you know, you know, she was a little crazy. She didn't slash any tires or anything, but <laughs> That's good. just compelled to be near him. And she didn't know him. She hmm. didn't know him at all. And their brief relationship, uh, it was brief. And then he ghosted her. Oh. You know, he ghosted her. And then she was devastated. So you see, in that scenario, it's very similar to uh, drug addiction where you, you're you want it, you want it, you're motivated to get it, it's pleasurable, you're obsessed with it. And then when he ghosted her and and abandoned her, she felt like she was in withdrawal. And from a brain perspective, she was. She was in the painful withdrawal of her object of desire. And Jeffrey, it took a, a whole year for her brain wow. to rebalance and recalibrate. Just like in sobriety, Jeffrey, mm-hmm. it takes an addict at least 30 days to stop the damage. And then every day for the rest of his or her life mm-hmm. to make sure it doesn't repeat the pattern. It, the brain needs to heal. So within a year... She eased up on her obsession over him and she became normal again. Okay. In functioning. No. So so what do you think about all that? <laughs> do you know of a case of a friend or yourself oh, going through oh, that yeah. same thing? Hey, back in 98, I met a girl at a club from Pontiac. Okay, tell me. It's called a Yak Town, was the nickname for around my friends. And she was six foot and beautiful. And what? You couldn't tell me nothing. I was riding every night, running up my phone bill. 
You see what I mean? And what did your friends and your family say about all this? My friends like, okay, are you getting anywhere with this girl? Yeah, yeah. I'm at a house like, you get a kiss? Well, not yet, but I'm getting there like, dude, she ain't feeling you. No, 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 man. No, y'all what y'all talking about. I got this. And your brain, like, and it was weird when I'd be driving my Mustang. It's like you have an out-of-body experience and yes. your inner yes. is sitting on the side. And I'm like, dude, why are we doing this? It's 10 at night. You got to be at work in the morning. Ain't this girl ain't really feeling us. No, nah, man. You don't know what you're talking about. We got this. You okay. understand completely. <laughs> I've been oh, my gosh. You had a Mustang? Ooh, man, if ooh, I had a Mustang, that was my baby. I would have called you up and said, hey, Jeffrey, come pick me up. Oh, man, that was my baby. I got to get another one. (laughs) So, Jeffrey, you know exactly what I'm talking about. Then what happened? How long did you guys last? I wasted my time for at least about a year. (laughs) You see what I mean? And and then who broke it up, you or her? She did. (laughs) Okay. And how did that feel for you in your brain? Ah oh, man, that I was I was singing Usher Burn before it came out. <laughs> okay. Didn't it okay. hurt? Yeah. It really hurt. But you know, so, I got more mad, like, man, I'm wasting a lot of money on this endeavor. Man. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Gas, sell. I didn't know that was long distance cars and that and that. So that was a lot yeah. of bread to pay for that. So you know. The euphoria that you felt is unexplainable. It really is beyond our control because um, nature and the universe created this for us to survive. You know, back in the day Mm -hmm. when we were running after tigers and bears, (laughs) we had to procreate, okay? And so that drive to do that over um trumps everything else right trumps everything else so my goodness you know exactly what i'm talking about oh man (laughs) i laugh at it now like man that was hilarious time Mm. oh yeah but you couldn't it was beyond your control you felt like you were just compelled to go see her and and want to be with her no matter what anybody said. Nat Nat would have been my ex-wife at least. I was that gone. <laughs> I was that gone. <laughs> oh my goodness. So it all starts in the middle of that brain. You uh-huh. see where I wrote on that slide the pleasure reward? Mm-hmm. Okay. That that's called the dopamine reward pathway. And so when it's activated, it has to process important stuff like eating, drinking, Mm -hmm. giving us the motivation to go out there and hunt back in the day Mm -hmm. and and find us a mate and recreate. So once the pleasurable, initial pleasurable sensations occur, you got to have it again and again and again and again. Until it becomes like you're a rat <laughs> or a gerbil in, in in pain, on that wheel and you cannot wheel. get off. Yeah. You cannot get off. So the dopamine is released in the limbic area and it's structured. The brain is so, this brain is so complex that it, yeah, 
it remembers and encodes the the pathway. You know, Jeffrey and I live in Michigan. And in January and February on 696 or 94 or 96, we could have like this this much snow on the highway. Mm -hmm. <laughs> so the lead driver creates a pathway, right? Let's say, Jeffrey, you're the lead driver. You drive real slow and you create that nice pathway mm -hmm. on fresh snow on 696. I'm darn well going to follow you on that same path. Even though it might be a five lane highway, I'm gonna follow you because you already created that neural pathway. Mm -hmm. You see what I mean? Yeah. So all the other drivers are gonna drive in your tracks because you already laid, laid it down. Mm -hmm. Even though there's five lanes because it's too much work to create another lane and you might and it's safer. you know the other driver <laughs> right might slip and slide exactly. when you go in your tracks you already embedded it so we can at least go forward same with the brain same with the brain so when it creates a neural pathway of love or lust or addiction mm -hmm. the the pattern's going to repeat itself because the tracks are already laid and with dopamine, it spikes up the dopamine mm. and you're on a euphoria. Didn't it feel like euphoria and exhilaration when you were in love with this girl? Oh, man. Okay. She, when she smiled at your boy, I'm like, it was worth this drive. You can't tell me nothing. Yeah, <laughs> it was worth it. Your dopamine was going bing, bing, uh -huh. bing, 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 bing. And so the dopamine is flooded in your uh, neural pathways and in your synaptic gap and the brain changes where it would normally go back up in the neuron mm -hmm. but it's blocked so it floods your synaptic cleft longer than usual okay then your brain's all messed up you can't think straight <laughs> right because right? Right, Jeffrey, because let's feel our forehead, dear. <laughs> this part of your brain is shut down, mm -hmm. and the reward part is bing, 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 like firecrackers. Oh, yeah, like firecrackers. Yeah, there's a lot of brown liquid. So, what it does, the dopamine is released in the nucleus accumbens, and the reward pathway motivates us to repeat it, repeat it, repeat it. You call her what every day, all day long? <laughs> Man, I mean, she, she has such a, a sexy voice. Yeah, I could sit there for eight hours just racking up yeah. money like a fool. <laughs> yeah, you were smiling more than usual, I bet. Oh, okay. So then the memory of all that is locked in the hippocampus and you just got to have more got to have more got to have more but the initial pleasure then becomes um impulsive and we're making poor judgments yeah. and then it becomes compulsive and obsessive that we scared our targets away <laughs> because we calling them too much right so so then um the brain is all out of whack, all right? 
But initially, when the dopamine and the endorphins are released, we feel so good. It's like heaven. It's like heaven. Mm -hmm. So that's it's complicated, um, but it's all about the cycle of pleasure, repeating the pleasure, locking in that that experience in the hippocampus, which is um, our memory center, and then motivating to repeat it and repeat it and repeat it until it becomes impulsive, goes into compulsive, goes up into obsessive, and then they leave us, and then we feel withdrawal. <laughs> Yeah, so, it ain't fun. A lot of problems, Hennessy, Crown Royal Day. Like, man, I just I can't figure this out. Like, maybe they go you uh -huh. out. Like, no, nah, man, I'm, I'm somewhat smart. It's still going on. Like, maybe Jeff, it ain't few. Ain't it? Yeah, ain't it? Uh, uh that can't be it. Right. <laughs> and that's the most rational. If, if this happens, this happens to each of us when we get it. We get it bad. We get it so bad. Um, there was a man in Colorado, mm -hmm. Colorado, his name was Christopher Watts because he was in this dopamine, um, rush with his mistress. Mm -hmm. Okay. He thought it was a good idea to strangle his pregnant wife with their 15 year old baby, uh, strangle the three-year-old and the four-year-old and, and toss them the kids in an oil tank and buried a wife all for lust of the mistress. Wow. You see how dangerous this can be? Yeah. This is Christopher Watts. Yeah, that's like, yeah, way too far. They ain't that serious, man. No but but that's what happens. That's what happens when the frontal brain is hijacked and he, all of us cannot think straight when we are, you know, in the grips of love, lust, uh, or drugs or alcohol or gambling or whatever we're prone to mm -hmm. be addicted to. Now, some people don't have the addict tendencies, but there are some other people who just one time and bang, they are hooked. They are hooked. Yeah. You see what I mean? Yeah. When that, so I hope that that helps explain our phenomenon. Yeah, yeah. You broke. I mean, you just took me back. Like, man, I was my homegirl. I would talk to you. She's like, Jeff, maybe you just this ain't for you. No, no, man. Like, I, I, I mean, I might get somebody a good laugh tonight. I remember a time where I was on the phone with my homegirl, and then she called, and she was like, "I want to mask some strawberries." I'm like, okay. <laughs> Whatever. I really like strawberries. I'm like, okay, around to you. my strawberries. I hope you get some. I'm doing something to call you back. And I, I guess I had a way in my voice where so I sound puzzled. My homegirl, like, what's wrong? I'm like, oh, girl just got off the phone and she's talking about strawberries. Like, oh, uh, no, nah, Jeff. I'm like, wait a minute. I missed something. Like, yeah, you missed a lot. Like, did you say it more than once? Like, yeah, I thought it was weird. Like, you probably going back to strawberries, boy. Like, oh, you, dang, man. Look, you missed the opportunity to get strawberries and go over her house. But you see, your brain wasn't chemically connected to her like the other person. Nope. Because if the other person had said, uh, man, I want some strawberries, you'd be, no, you'd be going to Myers. Net, net, that's the problem. It was that girl. I just did. 
I oh, never knew was. there was a hidden meaning with strawberries. I didn't know that. Oh, know that part of the day. You missed the clue. I missed it. You missed bad. the clue, my friend. <laughs> <laughs> my whole girl laughs at her like, you gonna figure it out one day. Like, man, it's a code for fruit. What the hell going on today? What's, what's real now? It was just a, an excuse to get you over. My friend, I didn't get I, you. Hey, I was green back then. I was green back then. I did not know nothing about no fruit. I you worrying. took it too literal. I really you did. Like, Amy, go get some fruit. Why should you talking about this? Oh, you funny. You funny. Somebody so might laugh. See how <laughs> the brain is so um, well adjusted that it will adjust to whatever you want to repeat. True. It's it's like a it's it helps organize our thoughts and it reshapes and reorganizes and disorganizes if we're in the throes of love, lust, or addiction. So I've enjoyed hearing your story and you kind of brought it to life. <laughs> Somebody might get a good laugh, like, yeah, that I didn't know nothing back then. I'm still learning. That's right. That's right. I, I don't know if I write a story about that. There was a lot of bad moments like that. <laughs> I, I didn't understand. <laughs> so what's been a reception of your article so far? I didn't catch that. What's been a reception of your article so far? The feedback. Oh, oh. Well, I think it applies to everybody. You know, I put it online and I don't know who reads it or doesn't read okay. it, but everybody can relate about falling in love or it's a one way, you know, relationship or for other people, it's dabbling in drugs or alcohol. And, you know, I feel bad for gamblers because you see gambling ads everywhere oh, now. Yeah. They their brains can't take a rest. You're right about that. But uh, but in order for the brain to recalibrate and to re uh, rebalance, you have to abstain from the very things that ignite that brain. Okay. And so, the breakup, even though it's painful, it allows your brain to heal. And sobriety for addicts allows the brain to heal. But for gamblers, man, they see gambling ads every time they watch sports. Yeah, it's hand to hand now. So they really don't get a break. But uh, I appreciate being on your show, and I hope that the the topic is uh, relevant and interesting. And once you know more about what's going on in the brain, it it makes more sense, doesn't it? Yeah. Now, are there solutions to curb? those natural instincts because it's chemical and beyond our explanations once you hit get hit with the love bug <laughs> you bit okay you just bit <laughs> your friends and family will tell you oh my goodness oh, this really? ain't smart but <laughs> remember when they told us what you doing why you calling her all that yeah. it didn't matter no, it didn't matter. No. <laughs> so you just hope that you make um, good enough decisions to get you through that. Or if the relationship is true love, that you develop 
the relationship on a more solid foundation beyond just the initial lust part. And that might take two years to get past the lust into the relationship part. So okay, I, I thought it was a great topic to explain regarding the brain and what's happening when we fall in lust. Yeah, and we got your Instagram and LinkedIn scrolling across for people to connect with you. You have anything else yeah. going on in recent? Yeah. You know, I give lots of body language tips. So make sure you connect with me on Instagram or LinkedIn. On Instagram, it's Acrobody Language. And on LinkedIn, it's my full name, Jeanette Gadotti. And thank you, Jeffrey, for inviting me to the show and having me as a repeat. Absolutely. Got to have you on the show to talk about it. Found <laughs> to be an interesting article. Thank you. Yeah, check out my article on Brains Magazine. Okay. Well, we definitely want to thank the truth and deception detection expert and CEO of Accurate Body Language LLC, Jeanette Gadotti, MS, MALLP, sharing her article and the reason behind it and the science lesson we just got. So if you had it bad for somebody out here, sometimes just pull away from the table, leave the phone alone, don't text, go work out, <laughs> find balance. Don't be me today. Don't be me. That's right. It's hard to break away when you're in the grip of you know the lust, and sometimes it takes the breakup in order for you to go through the withdrawal and then have the brain rebalance into a new normal. Right, Jeffrey? Yeah. <laughs> that was a funny time. <laughs> well, I hope everybody enjoyed this episode. Maybe got a good laugh. Check the replay out. I guarantee you might laugh. Until next time. Bye. From head to toes, 